It is 2020. It is a new decade. And we're back since the last time we recorded. It was a whole decade ago. This is this is episode <laughs> 65 of Two Minutes for Chat. And obviously, in, I, I think it's fair to say we will be back with a bang. Oh, we need to be. Got a lot to make up for. We do. Because since we've not been recording, things have gone downhill faster than a... Uh, a block, block of cheese uh, rolling in a Gloucester Hill. Yeah, just like that. And we've been, the team's been as stinking as a block of cheese as well. So, <laughs> lot, so a lot to cover. Um, obviously, hopefully everybody had a, a good Christmas and New Year, but we don't really care about the answer. We just want to get, get into the, the good stuff. Well, we care somewhat. Yeah, well, okay. We we'll pretend. We we'll pretend. Where, to an extent, where we just we obviously want you to keep listening to this. So yeah, so hopefully everybody that, that is listening has, and if nobody, if you're not listening, then I don't hope you have had. If your New Year's resolution is to listen to more podcasts, then this is the one for you. It is number one on Spotify for eighth of January. I can guarantee it. Uh, Right, so what's been happening? We've been getting absolutely pumped. Uh, the stats don't make good reading. Uh, three wins from the last 11 games. And uh, I suppose that's either side of at least a, a progression to the Challenge Cup semi-finals. But league in general... Uh, it's been pretty awful with some heavy defeats and only one or two wins against some uh, bottom of the, the table teams. Yeah, so it's... Well, I mean, we've, we've won one game in regulation uh, since we last recorded as well, so that's uh, obviously not good. A couple of overtime wins thrown in there as well, but Generally, overall, it's been pretty poor. Um, and, you know, we'll kind of dive into the reasons why, but, uh, you know, basically we've had, we've had a lot of injuries um, over the Christmas period as well, and obviously that's not helped us. No, just very quickly, brushing over the results, um, started on the 6th of December, through till the, the 5th of January, so in all of that, there's been a 6-5 overtime win at Manchester, a 5-2 loss at home to Cardiff, a 4-1 win at home to Dundee in the Challenge Cup second leg, 3-1 home defeat to Guildford, a 6-1 loss at Belfast, 5-3 loss at Sheffield, 5-1 home loss against Sheffield, 5-1 loss at Belfast, 4-1 home loss against Belfast, 5-1 <laughs> win against Fife, 4-3 shootout win at Fife, and a 5-3 loss at home to Sheffield. So the one consistent thing there that stands out to me is five. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of five ones. A lot of five ones, a lot of, a lot of uh, really heavy defeats. The games that we lose which is most of those, uh, they've all been by a 
fair margin. None of them are, none of them are one goal games. Is that right? Yeah, we've, we've yeah, not, I think you're right. None of them are one goal games. So two or more goals we've we've lost by in every game, uh, and that's you know that's a mixture of home and away. Uh, I think without those two games against a Fife team who are really struggling, uh, a Manchester team at that time who and kind of still are struggling, uh, and then Dundee who before they made the changes were also struggling. Uh, they kind of let us off the hook slightly, but uh, in general a lot of heavy defeats and we're now down in seventh in the league. Yeah, it's not pretty. Um, the games that we have lost, though, you could argue, you know, against, uh, you know, Cardiff, Sheffield, Belfast, uh, Guildford as well. So you know, not not easy games by any stretch, but um, you would you would at least expect to be competing in all of it, or at least a few of those games. Um, it's difficult to take uh, six losses on the bounce there as well. In the lead up to Christmas, I was at was at the the home Steelers game, the one just before Christmas. Yeah, uh, that was that was absolutely rough. Um, just you know, compared to the game the game last season against Steelers in the same fixture, um, it was a pretty decent game. I thought you know we played really well, and obviously we've got some injuries and stuff, but um, overall it was just pretty flat. Um, from start to finish. Yeah, and you did mention that it's against um, some, you know, of the best teams. But then again, at the start of the season, those were teams that we were doing well against. Uh, Sheffield yeah. with a good record, Belfast maybe not so much, um, and we we really know what what Guildford seemed to have, have on us, but certainly as well Cardiff. They were close games, so uh, yeah, there is there is no doubt that the form has, has definitely slumped since we've we've last recorded, but what do you think is the main fact? I mean, you can't really ignore injury and illness. I think just looking at the, the team throughout it, we have been without... Craig Moore for a good while um, and I think that's significant, you know, he'd been pretty solid uh, I think he got injured in the Challenge Cup game against Dundee, which would be on the 11th uh, Yeah, so we've been, I think so We've been without him, I'm not sure if, I think it was a knee injury, possibly I remember him being carried off the ice anyway So we've missed him uh, Then we have we missed Earhart for a couple of games, certainly. Um, Springer potentially missed one or two with sickness, I think. Uh, yeah. Stanish missed a couple as well. Stanish did, yep. And then forwards-wise, Chad Rowe was out for a bit. Tansky has come back, but, you know, had been out for a period of time. Uh, <laughs> Pitt is Pitt's still out. Lidhammer missed a few... Uh, Matthew, Beck had just come back at the start yep that's true Matthew Wad missed a few so a lot of players there either just had come back into that period or have been out for 
all of that or some of that period. So yeah. it definitely doesn't help. But again, we've seen this with all the teams. A lot of them do do get injuries, but it just seems that we've fallen so rapidly from a team that was competing really well every week. Yeah, that's that's the kind of major thing, isn't it? It's just the the complete drop off. Um, it's it's difficult because obviously you've got with the injuries, you know, the the guys that are fit are playing a lot more ice time, and um, you know that can have a knock on effect as well. And uh, you know, even guys like Colleen, I think, had or I can't remember what game it was, but one of the games I think he sort of picked up a a knock as well. Um, I think I think John McLaughlin came in for the the last part of that game, um, but he's he's still sort of playing every game, killing. So you just sort of wonder if there's you know other guys that are sort of carrying knocks as well that we don't know about. Yeah, um, you know, Killeen's save percentage and goals against has dropped and in, increased respectively, uh, and you know that's I think that's a a reflection of the team in front and also, you know, his his game's probably dropped off a bit, although I, I can't I can't quite say from what I've seen that I think he deserves uh, all the criticism from that. Uh, looking at looking at stats wise and then we'll come on to the fact that we actually signed and then released a player since <laughs> since we last recorded. Um, our goals against average is now 3.84, which is the second bottom, or second worst, if you put it that way. Uh, we're still fourth in goals for, in 3.29. But, you know, overall, that's that's a deficit. Um, one thing I, I hadn't really thought about before, but I've noticed now, we're now the worst team for penalty minutes per game. Like, we're, we're at over 15 penalty minutes a game now. Which I'm pretty sure, a couple of months ago, we would have been near the the fair play award, if I'm not mistaken. I seem to remember Fitzy talking about us, you know, not taking many penalties, but we're dropping off in that respect. And I get that there was that game against Cardiff that we probably got about eight thousand combined. <laughs> uh, sixty-four it was. Sixty-four. Eight. Well, that doesn't help our average anyway. Half uh, of those minutes were. Uh, Consumed by Matt Becker, so they were. Yeah, um, he's not he's not scoring this year, but he is scoring the penalty minutes chart. Uh, power play were seventeen and a half percent, which is sixth. So we've actually gone up that table a wee bit, although it's still not a great percentage. Worryingly, though, only a seventy four point eight percent penalty kill, which is the worst in the league. By by a wee bit, so that is uh, certainly an issue when you look at that the best penalty kill in the league is actually Manchester, who aren't aren't having a great season. So it's it can be done. It's I think small things like that definitely aren't helping either. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, and like you say as well, it doesn't help that we are taking loads of penalty minutes and with the injuries added as well. You. Playing short a lot, of, a lot of the time in some of the games as well. It's um, it's just a recipe for disaster, really, and it has been. Uh, 
points wise, Chad Rouse now our top point scorer with seven goals and twenty one assists in twenty six games. Uh, and he is the only player that we've now got who is over a point a game. Uh we Razi is next, he's got twenty six points and thirty one low. Fifteen goals is quite a good return, I think, from in terms of a ratio. Scott Pitts twenty six points in twenty eight games as well. And then it's Nolan Laporte, twenty four and thirty, and Matthew Waz twenty two and twenty seven. So guys who I think you're kinda I'm not not one to really single people out, but for example Becca um is certainly struggling points wise. Nowhere near, I think, probably his own expectations. Yeah, this is probably new territory for him as well because he's never had a season where he's, um, you know, he's kind of been off the pace for this long. Uh, and you know whether that's down to injury or not, we don't know. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's not good. Um, no good signs all around. Uh, you know, some some players kind of have been off the boil for for a wee bit of time now. And um, again, it's just. You know, you, you don't want to be too harsh on these guys um, because of what's happened in the team. Uh, it's just a, it's, it's a difficult period for us. Um, there's no way about that. Um, but as you alluded to, we did uh, make a make a signing. We did, yes. Uh, Mr. Scott Jacklin made his way to the team. Uh, I believe... That was, it was probably not long after we, we last recorded and I think um, first impressions were that he would maybe come in to the uh, Tansky kind of role. Uh, we signed him, I think, from uh, Chamonix and in the time he was here, he's been, he was released, was it this, this week or in the last week? Um, Going back to, to Canada, I believe for personal reasons, um, but you know in that time he, he was quite unlucky. I remember he got hit with a a puck in the face against Cardiff, I believe it was, and missed that game and maybe one after, uh, but came back with a a cage for for the rest of his clan career. Uh, but you know, signs during some of the games that he looked like quite a useful player. So. Um, Perhaps unfortunate the way it's it's ended. Yeah, um, didn't see a great deal of him, but what I did see, I was I was impressed with him. Um, you know, I thought he looked fresh when he came in and um, plenty of energy zipped about the ice. Um, he obviously wasn't going to be a guy that was going to come in and uh, score loads of points. Uh, that's obviously not what he was um, brought in for, but. Uh, I was impressed with uh, his time while he was here. It was just disappointing to lose him. Um, you know, you can you look about other teams in the league. Um, if they get injuries, you know they're able to sign guys and and keep them there. Um, it's obviously just down to personal issues for for Jacqueline. I'm not saying that's why um, there's any reason behind that. But you know, you look at other teams and they're able to. To bring guys in and, and you know can can do a good job for the team and 
and help and have that sort of rotational uh, system that, that a lot of teams have if you know guys get injured or players need a rest which you know I would say a lot of our team are in need of yeah and the thing is um, because of the injuries uh, and illness and things like that it means that we've not been able to uh, play with the same lineup consistently um, and then obviously you've got that sort of double edged sword where the, the performances aren't what they what they have been so so Fitzy's making changes to lines uh, to try and get some something going but then at the same time that means that you've got guys having to then readjust playing with different line mates and stuff so uh, not being able to run that consistent four lines uh, has certainly been an issue but I have to say guys like uh, Matt Cowlett from what I've seen has has done a really good job when he's he's been given the opportunity to play up a bit higher in the lineup. Um so he he's certainly one that's benefited from it. Uh Musil, I think's also out injured at the moment. So he, he got a bit of a chance in that period Lost as well. Track as well. But uh yeah, I mean it, it does give a chance for other guys but that just means that we're playing short at some point and uh, and it's really it's beginning to show at the moment the way things are going. Yeah, it's um you know, it's, it's good for guys like Howlett to get um more ice time as well and um but you know, with that, you know, it runs the risk of injuries like what's happened to Musel. Um I do like Howlett, um you know, I do I, I think he can do a job there. My only concern is that he doesn't Put up points, which you know if you're gonna if you're gonna step up the lines, and I know he's and I know he's still young. Uh, there's still time for him to develop into that role, um, and overall he has done a good job. Um, but I, I don't. I feel like you need, you know, a, a team like us. We need to be bringing in guys uh, to fill in, um, because we've we've went so long now with, with these injuries, and you know we've brought Jacqueline in, and he made a good job for us, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like we need to be, and I think they I think they have said that as well that they are on the look for players and um, you know, I just I don't know if it's just the usual sort of media spiel that they put out, but yeah, um, who knows really? Yeah, I mean the the last game there against uh, Sheffield, we were played with five D, so Moore's still out. Um, there was no Scott Pitt and uh, another example is that Liam Stenton who had been quite impressive in my eyes filling in D from Solway I think he's away with GB under 20s at the moment so uh, again we weren't able to, to bring in a guy like that so uh, it's it's yeah. awkward and they really do need to, to look to address it I know you, there's no point in just bringing in, bringing in an update. But uh, if you find if you find the right player, then it, it certainly can turn things around, as we saw last year. Um, you know, it, it doesn't look like we'll have a full a full lineup anytime soon. So we're going to need to, to look for those replacements. But 
who knows who they're going to be. Maybe they're just holding off until Haywood's testimonial. I'm going to ask some of the old guys if they'll stay around for a couple of games. It depends who they bring back, though. Um, but I don't know. Obviously, there's been a few announcements for that as well but that we'll come to in due course. But uh, just, I, just on Liam Stinton, he got his first point uh, against Fife as well in Hogmanay. So that's, you know, that's good to see as well. But yeah, I don't know. And obviously, there's a deadline coming up at some point for um, for the league to make signings. So I don't know when that is. But yeah. Um, they have mentioned that as well, so I don't know if we'll actually be getting anybody in or not, but remains to be seen. Yeah, uh, and it, it all kind of leads to the games this weekend, and it's a Friday Sunday affair, I think. Just double check that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we are at home to Coventry on Friday, and then away to Sheffield on Sunday. I mean, we must have played... How many times is that we've played Sheffield in the last few games? A lot. 48. <laughs> and then, of course, we have got them in the Challenge Cup semi-final as well, so there's no doubt we'll be very familiar with them. Um, but the way that they've they've played us recently, that'll certainly be a tough task on Sunday. Uh, but Friday... Friday first, you know, Coventry were the team that broke our winning run with that eight six game, was it? So I mean, yeah. they're they're a team that is on form, uh, and you can't. It's hard to say that it's a must win, but uh, we really need to to get back on track, and it's a good a good chance to do it. But it's gonna be it's gonna be tough against them. They're playing really well. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, being being Cardiff and Belfast two in the last three games, um, five now in Cardiff as well, which is just unbelievable, really. Uh, so yeah, definitely on form. So we'll be up against it. I don't know who's going to be playing for us <laughs> <laughs> on Friday. Just uh, maybe I could just ask, like like you say, just ask. A few of the guys that are coming over for the testimonial just maybe get in a week or two early. I've got no doubt they'll still do a job. I think with Coventry, one of the, the, the big factors in their upturn in form is that they've brought in a new goaltender. So Jamie Phillips was papped, and uh, I'm pretty sure he was one of my <laughs> one of my ones to watch. He's been a, a decent goalie this year, but as should be expected, really, he's gone. Uh, and in comes CJ Mott, who has had a a great career so far, only 28 still, but a lot of AHL experience, uh, and was playing in Austria at the start of the season, but he's come in, he's uh, 0.918, save percentage in his eight games so far and he's made a real difference you know getting a shot out in Cardiff is difficult at the best of times so um, you kind of wonder where where they can pluck these kind of signings from but um, fair play to, to them for making that move and uh, you know some of their offensive guys are going to cause us problems we basically guaranteed that Blue Doff is going to score oh yeah that's that's a good one um, yeah, it's weird though how they can just 
go and get guys like that and it seems to be only us that have problems uh, you know looking and sort of making a decision to sign something and obviously we get that you know you want the right kind of player to fit the system and uh, if he's going to be the right kind of guy in the dressing room and stuff like that and I get all that but every other team in the league there's no issue with going out and getting something yeah I mean on that subject you've got uh, Nottingham sort of swapped William Quist for Ryan Horvat. Uh, Sheffield have made a couple of a couple of signings uh, Colin Colin Minen and uh, Joseph Rabel Uh, so you know we know Sheffield are a team that are quick to change when things things aren't going well so um, you know they're playing well very well at the moment in top of the league uh, scoring for fun but I mean even like Dundee going out and getting uh, a couple of couple of guys in Alex Schoenborn and Matt Carter and then releasing Elgin Pierce and Justin Mayling so basically guys that we've earmarked as good players <laughs> as well as the likes of Patrick Ronka getting released from Belfast all these guys that we've said look out for they've all been released and other guys have come into teams but uh, sure, you know, a lot of changes um, and, it, and mainly for for the positive I mean Belfast bringing in Pierce he was I, I thought he looked quite a, a dangerous player when I saw him at Dundee but I mean stats wise possibly not living up to the billing um, but he did score in his return to Dundee so Belfast kind of still a bit inconsistent but Dundee have picked up certainly uh, you know Coventry have picked up and uh, and Sheffield have continued on so a lot of changes but um, we really need some of those ourselves yeah we do um... not, I'm not don't mean changes necessarily in terms of getting rid of guys but we just need numbers in and yeah you know, if if let's say feels the need to get rid of guys for whatever reason, then he will. But it doesn't it doesn't strike me that there's a there's any kind of uh, off ice issues or whatever it is. Um, so a, any change like that would be purely performance related, I would think. Um, but again, I, I couldn't see him releasing a big name. To be honest, I just don't really think that would happen. No, maybe not. Um, I, I still feel, I still feel, and we've kind of talked through some of the stats, but um, defensively we've just been. I mean, we're what we second, second in the league for goals conceded or something like. That. Um, uh, so I, we are. Yes, yeah, second, second bottom, three point eight four goals against the game. Yeah, so that's that's not gonna that's not good enough to no. to challenge realistically. So, uh, you know, if it was me, I'd be I'd be looking for some day, uh, sort of stay at home demon that we've sort of harped on about all season. Yeah. Uh, but really, it's it's crying out now that we do we need something like that. We need somebody like that, uh, you know, to help sort of shore up the back, Colleen. In the past 12 games, his average save percentage is 
86.27. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so he's not, not good. Nah, it's not. He's he's obviously, he's not getting help from the guys in front of him. No. Um, either. And uh, was in, like, got injured in one of those games, McLaughlin came in, but McLaughlin's come in another twice, so he's uh, getting some minutes under his belt, at least. Yeah, I... But, I the only no, thing, sorry, sorry, just the only thing I was uh, going to say is that I don't, I don't like to kind of go back on what was, what well, certainly me specifically I've said, but um, w- when things were going well, you know, we we were quick to praise the fact that we had offensive D men and Earhart had, had a really good start to the season, and um, guys like Springer yeah. were doing well, Pufal, who I still think so. A good skater, but there's a lot of question marks now defensively, uh, which is their their number one job, um, and yeah. I, I've got no doubt that there is the significance of Moore being out because he was possibly out of out of that lot the most defensively minded. Uh, you know, even Springer I think's more of an attacking player than I initially thought he would be. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, there's been there's been games where Earhart's now struggled. Uh, Jordan Haywood struggled a bit. Pufal I think's made mistakes. So every everyone there's is guilty as a unit. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I do think I do think we're missing that that one solid one or even two solid guys there that you know you can send out and sort of shut down for a bit because I think you always feeling there's. It's almost like there's an error coming due with some of these some of these guys and when we're not when we're conceding a lot of goals the confidence isn't high so they're not not making the the right choices and things. Sometimes it's it's pretty tough, but I don't want to be too too doom and gloom, but it is it is a bit frustrating. Yeah, no, my 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 point was gonna be that, you know, you can look at all of the demon that we've got and say they're all good players, and I think they are all good players. But the issue is that you don't have a, that different kind of player. You've got too many similar players. Um, you know, all sort of attacking minded, and um, on the whole, I would say quite good on the puck. Um, passing at times can be a bit astray, but you know you're, you're going to get that if you're, you're playing that offensively. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you know. We've we've talked about it enough, but yeah, like you say, one or two um, sort of real stay at home guys would would definitely help us out in that department. Yeah, and and obviously as well, the the forwards are not not immune from that because there's got to be guys available in in good positions to receive passes and things. Uh, I've got no doubt Fitz is looking at uh, you know players. If you put uh, new players aside. Um, just systematic things to, to try and make changes because uh, a, a lot of the time you know certainly the, the five game I was at I thought thought we looked good uh, albeit against a, a pretty poor five team and we were short handed uh, or short staffed for that one um, but so we know that the team is is capable but when the when the issues start rearing their head it becomes apparent that we need to, to, to change something anyway um, so so going into this weekend 
I mean, you could easily could easily come out with with two big defeats against Coventry team in good form, and then going down to Sheffield against you know they're by far the highest scorers, playing with confidence. Uh, so it's it's not good, but you know I, I think if if we can take two points out of that, then I'd be I'd be happy. Um, I'd expect that to be at home more than away on Sunday. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Um, despite how, how well Coventry have done recently, I don't think they're that kind of team that's going to go on a big run of games. Um, we wins, but we don't, we don't know, obviously. But um, I think that's definitely our, our best chance again, two points. Um, would you take... Now you said you would take two points. Would you take two overtime defeats? Uh, well, looking at the way that the table is at the moment, um, it's not it's not as if we're miles adrift. Uh, no. Every every point is kind of crucial to use the cliche, but we're. Certainly, when you, you look at us compared to Coventry, so we've played one game less than Coventry and we're four points behind them. Uh, so a, a regulation win there would take us to two points behind them. Uh, and then Guildford are on 33 as well. There is, there is, though, a gap between fourth and fifth. So you can see the league's maybe starting to take a bit of shape. Um, Nottingham have, have really picked up from there poor start to the season they are certainly in the mix for second at the moment I would say uh, just just based on how, how teams are playing I would still say that Cardiff are favourites but Sheffield are looking like they're going to gonna push them and Belfast for me as good as they can be they're just not got that consistency yet um, but you know for us Manchester are only we're only four points away from from ninth, and that's a poor five team. So again, you can't really look too far up before you look down. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. Um, and you know both both games this weekend against the two high scoring teams in the league. So I think for me, what I want to see is I want to see two good defensive displays. And then hopefully the rest can take care of itself. But um, yeah, and that's going to be tough if we're playing with five defensemen. Yeah, yeah, oh. it will be. Um, I don't know. I don't know if or what likelihood there is of uh, of Fitzy suiting up for those games. But um, you know, just to sort of give the guys a a break at times, um, it definitely helps having having sixteen men as opposed to five. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's an interesting point. It sort of seems when he did play that that game against Guildford, it seemed almost like desperation. But uh, I don't actually think it would be would be the end of the world if he if he wanted to do that again. Um, but you know, two two defeats there. In the weekend we'll see is in not dire straits, but it's. It's starting to look like 
there is the possibility if it continues that we wouldn't make playoffs, which is just unthinkable. Yeah, you know, I, I think I'm not I'm not sure Fitzy would would be back if we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, that that would be a shame because I think you know the way he started, yeah, it would it would definitely be a shame. Yeah, I think he's I think he's certainly got got something coaching wise, um, and mm. and I've got no doubts that the team is you know all together and obviously not happy with the situation and playing playing as a cohesive unit, but we're just we're just not not managing to produce on the ice, so it's a it's a bit of a shame, but. Uh, from that magnificent start to the season, it's now a bit doom and gloom and all that. Yeah, it's uh, like a complete opposite of um, how we were playing at the start. And, uh, it's just it's funny how, how quickly things can change as well. Um, you know, just down to a few injuries here and there, or, uh, you know, whatever the, the case may be. Yeah. And no, it's not. It's not as if we're bare bones either. Um, we've probably got more players than a few of the other teams in the league as, as it stands. But uh, it seems to certainly have affected our form a lot. Um, and I don't really know what you put that down to. Be too reliant on certain guys or whatever. Who knows? Um, but anyway, I mean, clan aside, I don't think I, there's any much any more negative points I want to bring up. Bring up about what's what's been going on at the moment, rather than just look ahead to to some predictions and fixtures and uh, other kind of hockey stuff. Yeah, we'll do that. Just leave it. Leave the past in the past. Leave the past in the past. It'll be since we're back recording, we're gonna have a four point weekend, That's and then nice. we'll be back next time. Absolutely buzzing. So the team, the team will give us a shout out. Wondering <laughs> where we've been. And the form will pick straight back up. Yes, you know, we're only, uh, what are we, 18 points off top. So, you know, nine nine victories and nobody else wins, then it's, it is possible. That, yeah, yeah, it is possible, yeah. It's one way to look at it. Um, just well, quickly, I should mention, before we go into the fixtures, about the, about the Christmas jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. The wee elf jersey. Um, I quite liked it, obviously, because I'm a because I'm a Celtic man. But um, I'd seen <laughs> I'd seen some comments that people weren't happy with it because it was green. Were they wearing it at the Sheffield game? On the what was it? Twenty second. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I thought it was alright. I thought it looked alright. I was going to. I was thinking about staying behind after the game. Uh, did you put a wee But I didn't. Did you uh, know what it looked like before going to the game? Yeah, I'd seen a I'd seen a picture on Twitter. I think I'm just firing one up just now. Uh, yeah, they're to be honest, they're not bad. Is that a big uh, a big belt buckle? Kind of yeah, on the front yeah. with the logo. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty good. I quite liked it. Um, I was thinking about staying behind, but um, due to the the performance, I didn't bother. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really help us anyway. 
I think I've said before, I'd love to know our record with special jerseys on. That would be a great stat if anybody knows that. Um, I, I don't think it would be too bad. I do remember a couple of really good performances in, uh, in the special jerseys and some shockers, so we're maybe not that bad, but... Um, you know, as a as a standalone jersey, I don't think it's too bad. Although maybe, maybe people just surprised that it's not more traditional red Santa base. But I bet Santa actually was green. Well, he was. And that's that and that's, uh, that's the thought. He was green before Coca Cola came out. Well, there you go. That's the. Uh, we don't uh, want to push uh, that. That brand too much, so we've gone with uh, RC Cola. Yeah, uh, uh, Pepsi, obviously. Other other brands are available. It's interesting that they've got uh, a list of the jerseys in the auction, uh, and it's got sizes beside them. So uh, right. let's see who wears what size. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Russell's got one. Have we got... The goalies are extra, extra, extra large. Uh, a couple, right, of the, couple of the wee skinny guys are just extra large. Uh, the biggest outfield players are... Earhart, Rowe, Fitzy, Haywood, Lidhammer. They're all extra, extra large. That's big, isn't it? Although, I suppose that's classic. Ho- that's classic hockey jerseys, really. Uh, yeah, get the the padding and stuff like that. Yeah, true. Nobody's nobody's <laughs> going to be a small rabbit. My curler. Suppose yeah, juniors. Petite, <laughs> petite. Age age fourteen. <laughs> yeah, he's got his own wee fourteen to sixteen hanger. Uh, right. No, they they actually look alright, look at that. Right, anyway, so you were going to get one, but the team were poor, so, so you didn't. So that's, there you go, that's, that's the circle of life there. They're missing out on money. Yeah. Um, right, so we've kind of discussed what the table looks like, basically. Um, so I think we just look forward and be positive and predict what's coming up as opposed to what's gone. So... We're we're playing Coventry on Friday, uh, and Sheffield go to Belfast, um, which will be a good game. Yep. Now, in terms of <laughs> a winner, <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking Sheffield are going to go there and get the two points. Yeah, I also agree with that. I think, um, but um, Sheffield are just. Really good going forward. Um, just scoring, you know, barrel loads of goals. Uh, can I actually believe how many goals they've scored? Like thirty-two goals more than any other team in the league. I know, and that's that's a good, what, ten games worth. At yeah. at, at three goals a game. The thing is, right, realistically, twenty, 20 goals if you twenty games if you're playing. Yeah, well, true. Realistically, I mean. The teams that are bubbling to the top of the league are the usual suspects and guys like Cardiff and Sheffield and Belfast that we know are able to offer 
more money to get uh, you know new players in and things like that it, it's just the way it is but I think the way we started with all the, the optimism is what makes it a wee bit more frustrating but at the end of the day uh, to compete with these teams it is difficult but when you take individual games and you, you assess things it's it's frustrating but I realise I've just gone back to negatives there we're supposed to be able to go right uh, sorry Manchester against Cardiff um, remember power picks I've not forgotten right well that's this is my power pick oh, right, pick okay. Manchester to win yeah to be fair to be fair uh, Cardiff for all that they've been pretty good they do get the odd the odd defeat that maybe they wouldn't have had so much last season the season before so to me that's actually quite a good call um, cheers I I'm not sure I could I'm not sure I could go with that though I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say Cardiff for winning that uh, yeah. Dundee Guilford um, Dundee home win oof yeah uh, <laughs> oh dear Guilford are a funny one they've been uh, you can tell that they're not having the best time of it when John Dunbar is like miles down the scoring charts um, <laughs> yeah they they've been okay at times good at times and then poor poor other other times Uh are they going to Are they going to go to Dundee and win though? Mm, I think they are. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much a coin flip game. Uh, could go either way. I think Guildford, you know, they've not scored many goals, so they've they've not conceded many either. So, um, yeah, difficult to call that one. Um, Coventry against Fife. Coventry has to be. <laughs> See, you say that. You say no. that I am sticking my neck out here. I'm going for a Fife power pick. Jesus Christ. And that's just because I'm struggling for another pick and I know that that <laughs> definitely qualifies as one. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. But at the same time, it's not It's not impossible. Um, it's not. Yeah, I don't really like it, but I'm going with it. Uh, what is the score in that table anyway? Are you not like 4-0 up? 4-1? Yeah. Um, so I get uh, two wins the first two weeks. You then. definitely get two wins. I got one point from an overtime loss, I think. But I've, not, did, I've yeah. not had anything since that. No, I don't think so. So I believe in maybe, I think it's 4-1. At best for me, four one down. Yeah, I think so. Looking like it could be six, but we'll see. Um, right, are we getting anything out of Sheffield? No. No, I don't think we are either. Uh, or right, Guildford, Belfast. Yeah, let's go. Let's go Belfast. 
I am going Guilford. Yeah, again, that, that could go. Yeah, it could. It could, yeah. Cardiff, Dundee. Cardiff. Yes. <laughs> Although, yeah, okay. Nah. It will, but, yeah, it will. I'm not having that. It will. Cardiff lost 5 now at home to Coventry. Yeah, I know, but... Okay, no, fine, fine, fine. We'll go Cardiff. I just noticed, actually, see, see Dundee's badge. Yeah. Just sort of looking at it on the Elite League. Uh, sort of fixtures page. It kind of looks like the boots sign. The short boots. Let's have a wee, let's have a wee look there. From a distance, you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. It's actually... A lot of the, the Dundee stuff, I actually quite like it. Some yeah. of the strips oh, and things that they come out with. Who has yeah, got the, who's got the best logo, do you think, out of those ten? I would, genuinely, I would say us now. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. It's a, it's a big, it's a big call. That is, that is a big call. I'll tell you who it's not. Fife. Fife or Guilford. <laughs> Guilford is actually the worst, isn't it? Yeah, it's just Calgary, isn't it? Uh, Storms is pretty mince as well, actually. Yeah. Although that was sort of their old logo, so it's kind of cool in a retro way. Mm. Uh, I don't know, it's it's hard. Belfast is... Fine. It's fine, I don't mind it. Cardiff's is kind of cool. Coventry's is alright. Dundee's is alright, actually. I don't know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm running away. I'm sitting on the fence there. I'm not answering that. No, I'm saying it's us anyway. Okay. And second is nothing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Right, okay. Coventry, <laughs> no comment. Coventry, no, sorry. Fife against Manchester. Um. Uh, let's go. That's, that's a six. I was going to say a six point now. It's a four point isn't it? It is. I'm going five. Okay. I am going to go for five as well. A finity explosion on the bench. Yep, uh, that's happened before. Now that reminds me. <laughs> did you see uh, today's EIHL rule clarification? Oh, jeez, oh. I didn't actually look, I didn't look into it. So, um, I, I wasn't at the game, but I think that I, what happened was that Aaron Fox showed one of the officials a picture on his phone of what he thought was the part across the line when it wasn't, and he got a, a bench minor penalty for it, because you're not allowed to do that. How would they get that? How did they get it? I've got no idea. Like instantly. I've got. I don't really know the circumstances, but that's apparently what it was. So the clarification is that uh, you are allowed to um, basically have communication with other team officials as long as they're in some kind of designated area in the arena. Um, you know, if they're doing like video analysis and they're tagging things in the game, incidents in the game. Right. But you're not allowed to <laughs> to 
to do what he did basically so they got a penalty for it and I think it was just clarifying that um, but it sort of made me laugh that the thought that he's <laughs> tweeting on the bench as he's coaching <laughs> calling the ref over and showing them some some picture that somebody's taken uh, from the he's side and it wasn't apparently it wasn't even in so no it wasn't in team officials team officials who stand at or near the players bench during the game are allowed to utilise radio type technology for contact with another team official in a double IHF designated area so I guess like speaking to somebody who's watching the game from somewhere else for coaching point of view and other forms of technology are permitted only for coaching purposes i.e. tagging and stats cannot be used to try to influence the decisions of an on-ice official in any manner so it's it's interesting obviously it didn't affect the game but it's not something that I'd heard of before and obviously prompted them to uh, have to come out with this clarification I'm assuming it was an existing rule uh, by the looks of it, so quite funny. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that's that's weird. Hey, could they just <laughs> be funny if you just Google imaged, just like puck over a line? <laughs> yeah, from shot. some other game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's selling it. Yeah, part part of the other the other part of it was uh, that there was an inconsistency with. Uh, camera angles being provided by different teams for things so they were sort of encouraging the teams to be able to provide as many camera angles as possible for the referee during a video review so they're not just getting some kind of shite angle to be able to say properly that it's in or not because some teams have more angles for their webcast and things than the referees get so just trying to clarify that but it was quite funny just the thought of we thought of him on his phone there, um, but no, it, it didn't affect the game sadly, and it was against us. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe we should, we should have talked about, about that, that game a bit more. But being three one up and conceding four goals in the third period in the space of four minutes is, uh, that's shocking. Yeah, and that and that was a a really poor poor third I don't know was it last year or the year before when we were not good in third periods but I think from again from all accounts we were excellent in the first 40 minutes yeah and uh, you know if, if the game had stopped then obviously to use somebody's famous phrase then we would have won but uh, total capitulation in the in the third period which is not good and doesn't bode well, you know, that would have given us some confidence going into the weekend, especially playing Sheffield again, but yeah. as it happens, it's just the way it's going for us. Um, right, Matt Haywood's testimonial, there's a few more players announced. Right, yep. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Phillips, who is the brother of David Phillips, current Sheffield defenseman, and played played at Clan, I think, a couple of seasons. Um. He was also at Guildford maybe last year or the year before. Uh, but so he he's he was the first one since we last recorded back. Uh Stefan Meyer, which is a a great bit of news. Looking forward to seeing him. I think he was one that I would really have, have wanted to come back and glad he is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to expand on that now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually I'm on Twitter now and just trying to get Matt Hayward's testimonial page up. Ah, so okay. I've got a I've got a look at uh, who's coming back, sort of thing. Okay, yeah, I'll carry over the list anyway, and then you can pick out the highlights. Uh, Sully, Zach Sullivan's back. Josh Greaveson, who I think is. is that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I mean, it's, it's terrible to laugh, but. Um, yeah. He's obviously, he must, he's obviously a good pal, so he would do whatever, but. Didn't, if I didn't have a ticket before then, I don't think I would have prompted me to buy one. Um, no. <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> the next announcement was. Um, Mike Will, who was Clan's sort of resident backup goalie for a few years. Um, Pulling out the big names here. And then uh, Shane Lust, who played, I think, 2014 15, was that? No, 13 14 was his yeah. first year with Clan. Um, he did all right, I think. I certainly remember him, so. Yeah, that's a good thing. Then he went. Then I think he went to Dundee, possibly. Um, yep. Ash Goldie, who had uh, you know a, a great a great scoring record and was clan captain for a couple of seasons. So good, good to see him back. Um, you know, I don't. Uh, I only started watching them. I think he was one of the first names that I remembered as you know being a sort of fan favourite and one that was almost always amongst the points so be good to see him uh, Lee Haywood who is the brother of Matthew Haywood so yeah. I, I think is he playing down in England somewhere uh, it's yeah, funny so. he, just, he just sounded the same as Matt Haywood uh, Jeff Fuction's men <laughs> yeah you should get them both to say that uh, and then a good one recently, Alex Levitt, who I think you were hoping would come back and he had a good, quite a funny announcement video talking about Scott Pitt. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. It was, I'm, I'm glad that, that Levitt's coming back. Uh, definitely one, one of my favourite players to, to have watched over the, over the years as well, so good to have him back. Yeah, he was a good character. I think the thing with some of these guys is they'll probably be nowhere near the level that we remember them and that's why I'm kind of looking forward to it yeah uh, I think it's less than a month now isn't it it's just one of the Tuesdays first Feb first Tuesday in February possibly uh, yeah so, so not really not long now um, I almost wish it was sooner because maybe it would give the team a bit of a a bit of a lift but knowing us at the moment if it was this week then Three or four guys would go down injured during it. Um, so, yeah. not ideal, but yeah, really looking forward to that now. I think that might be all the imports announced. I don't know if there's any more Brits, but uh, you know the lineup. The lineups looking good. I think um, certainly import wise, most of the ones that he has got back. I think I would have would have been guys out. That I wanted to see again. Yeah, I think so. Um, we can't get everybody, obviously. No, of course not. But um, 
certainly a lot of, a lot of big names from, from past seasons so uh, that's good to see obviously and <clears throat> just shows how, how much uh, you know how, how well Matt Haywood's done at, at the club um, from day one and uh, you know guys coming back from, from every season uh, so that, that speaks volumes as well I think yeah and as we've said, if we can manage to convince a couple of them to stay, then yeah, then all the better. But it'll be it'll certainly be a good a good occasion. So looking forward to that. Um, Not that our actual team will be the one that picks up more injuries. Yeah, de- oh, definitely. Yeah, that against game. a bunch of probably main mostly out of shape imports that don't play anymore. That was, uh, <laughs> just expecting Chris Frank to just. <coughs> Go through absolutely everybody. Yeah, I think Chris Chris Frank strikes me as a guy who'll probably still be in decent shape. Uh, yeah, I think so. So yeah, he'll <laughs> Chris Frank and Lyndon Springer maybe. Springer, Fitzgerald and Frank. A wee three way tussle. <laughs> you might see that. And you'll definitely was... see Levitt against Pitt. Yeah, you will. That'll be good as well. <clears throat> I was hoping maybe that um Bruce Richardson might yeah. Make an appearance and uh, square off against Ryan Finnery again. True, yeah, true. I forgot Finnery was playing, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I'm only just saying I think that was it because there was a, a tweet a, a wee while back that said something about three imports left to announce or, or similar. And I think we've had three since then, but could be wrong. There's obviously, I don't think there's a limit, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure what the, what the limit is, but yeah. aye, I don't know. If, if there's any more coming in, good. If not, then we've got a good, yeah, a good team, and it'll be a good, a good night anyway. I think you couldn't really have asked for much more from from who's bringing. So looking forward to it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other uh, elite league stuff or clan stuff that we've. Missed its major. I mean, there probably is, but we could be going on forever. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, we have missed quite a lot. <laughs> um, apologies for that. But so um, for anybody that's shouting, don't that shouting. You've forgotten to talk about that. Then I'm sorry, but it's not happening. <laughs> that, nah, but well, reasons out with our control all the time. So. Uh, yeah, but we're, we're, hopefully, we're hopefully back back to, to a more frequent schedule and uh, we can, you know, we'll give ourselves a bit of time to talk about other things as well rather than having to ram it full about 25 missed games and whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, two, two games maximum. Two games maximum, yeah, any, any more is unacceptable. Now. Even if we've got a three-game weekend, it's only acceptable to talk about two of them. Yep. And then, so if it's Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, for example, we would record after the Saturday game, get that out before Sunday's game. Yep, that's the way it's going to be now. New Year's resolution. That's it. Right, what else have we got? Have we got any non-hockey-related stuff? Star Wars. Of course. Why, why, why miss it? <laughs> uh, so we both we both saw it. 
We did. For, any, for anyone who is interested in my opinion of it, uh, I thought it was probably 6 out of 10. I thought it was okay, but there was just still too much, too much unexplained nonsense and too much that left me still thinking, I don't get it. Yeah, and I can, I can completely understand why. Um, saying, um, I mean, saying that, it was probably, sorry, I realise I just interrupted again. The bit I meant to add was, it's the best of the three. Is it the best of the three? Do you know, I actually think Force Awakens is close to it. I know Force uh, Awak. I know Force Awakens was pretty much sorry, mate. A new hope, but just the the newness of it was quite exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. This 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 one's probably just about the best of the of the three new ones in the start in in the series. I would put Rogue One as the best. Yeah. Out of the recent ones, and Agreed. I would put uh, Solo was decent because it was a different story, but I don't yeah, think so. I don't think it was absolutely think, yeah. amazing, but I, I, so I still think it was pretty good. So those two those two were good for me, uh, and then this recent one I would say is just ahead of Force Awakens, with Last Jedi being the the five flyers. Of Star Wars films. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the new films uh, had mixed reviews, as have all of them, but I think more people seem to like this one than uh, than previous ones, um, which I can tend to agree with. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, Force Awakens was just a, a remake really. Um, Last Jedi was mince. So I think from that from that point of view it was so difficult to sort of bring it back after The Last Jedi and I, I feel like you know, they sort of did a decent enough job uh, with it. Yeah, you know, there's things that, that could be explained but that's same goes for every Star Wars film really. Um, no, I do. I do agree with that. the The problem was that they had, you know, a different guy doing doing the film. So, yeah, the the story yeah. that he wanted to, or he started to tell went in a different direction, and he kind of had to, kind of had to redirect it back towards the net. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just it's hard. It's hard to. To, dis- to describe what I didn't get so much about it, you know, not not individual things, but I just didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't think I was gonna absolutely love it, um, so no. I wasn't I wasn't disappointed, which is kind of good, in a strange way. But um, you know, I think if if I'd gone in with huge expectations, then it would have would have come away even worse. But it was it did a job. Yeah. Like expectations were an all time low, really. Um, after last year, right? So, from my point of view, maybe that's why I 
I thought it was a lot better. But um, in a way, though, I'm just I'm, I'm glad that it's finished. I'm glad that that's the end of the. That's uh, the end of that, but there's there's more to come, isn't there? Yeah, there's more to come, but with the complete set of new characters and stuff. So yeah, I've not. I've only still watched the first Mandalorian. As I, as I said before, but again, from all accounts, that is that is much, much improved on the on the usual stuff. So, I do look forward to seeing that. Um, and if they if they choose stories like that going forward, then they'll be in a better place. But if they if they recycle the old stuff or kind of go off on tangents again, then yeah. then they've sort of lost me. So, see what happens <laughs> with that. But it was yeah, it was. It was a good 6 out of 10. I'll give it that. Yeah, that was solid. Um, sitting sitting close to the front in the IMAX as well is, is not the easiest thing to do. No, it's not. It's not. Um, especially 3D as well. You're, yeah. Um, I was going to say you're craning your neck there, but you know, somebody else was craning in the film. Yeah, it's not It's not, uh, it's not the best, best way to watch it. And obviously you can't you can't uh, be be too critical. You've got if somebody's got to sit there, but I would not. If I was in first, I would not be choosing down the front. I'd be going as far back as possible. I think. Yeah. Uh, cer- know, certainly just... the opening. I know we're kind of getting into specifics, but one of the opening scenes where it was like the the fly through and they ended up in different planets. That was just just ridiculous in the the three D IMAX screen. <laughs> Yeah, so was the the opening roll credits as well. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> had to had to move Extreme your head. 3D. Had to move your head fully from one side to the other to read each line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Moving, moving my head completely from left <laughs> to right. Yeah, just, just to read the sentence. Absolutely. So yeah, that's that's my conclusion on that. It was, it was fine. It's one yep. of those things you need to see, and I think if it was if it was better, I would have gone to see it again. But mm. it'll be one of those that I will, I'll see again. At some point, but I won't be. I'm not rushing back to. To hit up the the double watch, uh, I do want to see nineteen seventeen only because, there's bits that were filmed right beside my work so. I think I'll go and see that. Uh, and it looks, yeah, it looks, it looks it pretty looks, good. It actually. does. Uh, and apparently there's a lot of stuff where it's like that one take kind of thing, mm. which not a lot of films are. Just And it sort of gives adds a adds a wee bit to it. But anyway, that's too much in detail. It looks, it looks pretty good. I'll probably see that. But I'm not an avid cinema goer, so we'll, don't take my we'll, word for it. We'll save that for the for the film podcast. The the first World yeah. War podcast that we're doing. Coming up in the off season. <laughs> when it's really dry. <laughs> Saying that, if the season gets any worse than it is, then you might we might totally stop the ice hockey and just move purely on to yeah, another topic. Nah, I'm only joking, that won't happen. <laughs> but yeah, so we've probably bored people enough uh, to the point where we should conclude. But it's... Uh, Good to be back doing it, and we will be we'll be back more frequently, as will 
the clan wins, hopefully. Here's hoping, yeah. It's definitely definitely good to get back in here again, so... And you also have a new microphone, which you're not using today, but... <laughs> so if you notice that the sound is the same poor quality as always, then that's because it's the same equipment as always. But next time we could be coming in full Dolby Digital surround sound in 3D. your living room. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah 3D glasses. We'll be coming in 3D next time. Get your glasses ready. That's it. All right. So, as ever, cheers for turn up, folks. Here's to a good clan year and a good general year for humans. <laughs> Save that for the uh, current affairs podcast. <laughs> I have. I've got that noted down. <laughs> okay. Let's All right. Cheers, folks. See ya.